start now. We can start the party. Okay, we'll start now. And we will not leave that part in. <laughs> so no, people no, will be like, wait, what were they just talking about? Don't worry. Yeah, that's this. I'm going to start the podcast when I edit it with the we're going to cut that out because that's just the kind of difficult mood I'm in this week. Yeah. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. <laughs> and this is You Killed It, the busiest podcast that reviews the challenge. Ooh, yeah, this one was a tough one. I know we're recording this right now <laughs> on Friday afternoon, and there's probably a lot of people that are we, we saw some messages, actually, that were like, I missed something. Where's the pod? We just yeah. like real work took over for a bit and uh, real the real world television show that turned into the challenge. I was trying to make a link there and it didn't work. See, that's how frazzled I am. Normally <laughs> I can like Euro step through those, you know, Euro step through and make my cliches and all that. And see, I messed up already. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. We, I promise to improve on the rest of this pod. We do want to thank everyone that reached out to say, you know, wh where's the podcast? Did I miss something off the top of my head? I know that longtime listener Eric uh, was wondering where it was. And we are sorry. A very Canadian thing to say. <laughs> We're sorry. It's just Sheldon and I have both had a very busy professional mm -hmm. weeks. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you can see it um, and see what it's all about um and hey work is a blessing we both know we're fortunate yes. this is a first world Straight problem first world problem we're not complaining it's just uh we're working opposite hours like i start work some days around the time that sheldon is uh coming home from work <laughs> so it's sort of hard to to make it blend uh but we are i'm excited to see you sheldon i love seeing your Aww. face and and uh, we're always happy and thrilled to record and chat to our listeners. Um, so sorry, it's been a hectic week, guys. It's uh, it's nothing personal. It's us. It's not you. Yeah, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> the other thing that we have to talk about before we get to this week's episode of Double Agents is, of course, the trailer has dropped mm -hmm. for the OG. We want OGs season. Yeah. We have a lot of requests for us to uh, rec to review, to recap that season. We have some logistical challenges to figure out. Yeah, though. and I'm going to start here, and I'm going to be perfectly honest, right? I wasn't even really in on this season to begin with. Like, I don't really care for it. So I'm definitely not going to pay money just to watch something that I wasn't really into watching in the first place. So if I have to get Paramount Plus just to watch this season of the challenge that I don't think I'm going to like, but that I might not like, <laughs> that doesn't really make much sense. So that's that's where I'm at. And I, I, I think, you know, overall, I'll, well, actually, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. But that's where I'm at. Well, well, I'm with you. I mean, I don't consider myself a cheap person, but I'm at a point in my life where I resent how many streaming services we're supposed to have uh again i've i've i think i've referred to this on the podcast but i'll just be straight up uh my cousin who sheldon knows and is also friends with is uh, a very successful actress by the name of kara g she is one of the lead actors on the science fiction show the expanse on amazon prime i don't have amazon prime even though she's like a sister to me because I'm at a point where I don't want any more streaming services. And like, 
Sheldon and I both have cable, obviously. That's how we watch the challenge. And like, so so we're going to have to perhaps, if we're going to do this, we're going to have to find out uh, some uh, morally gray ways of finding this. And I'm also, I'm going to, I'm just going to say it straight up. Aside from the challenge, there is nothing on Par Paramount plus that interests me. Two things. Like, yeah. well, two things. Am I going to watch NCIS <laughs> or blue bloods? Do I look 65? Well, Good there's Lord. a chance that we could hope that it ends up on ctv.ca, right? Which could True. be a thing who knows. And you know, Normally, a lot of these things, they're behind corporately and trying to promote things that they people might be looking for. So maybe it'll pop up there. Secondly, though, I want to say this explains a lot, meaning this now sums up to me why this season of the challenge has been the way that it was in terms of tone down and PG-13, because they knew that they were coming with the season of the challenge that they wanted to piggyback on, but then also promote and sell to Paramount Plus or sell you Paramount Plus as a, you know, but you have to sell that to everybody. So you're not going to have a show that's, you know, not R-rated, but, you know, normal season of the challenge where they're doing the, the drinking and partying and hooking up. And that's going to be such a focal point. You're not going to do that and then have a season of the challenge that you're going to try to get people to subscribe to again, as John just mentioned, in an era where you already have so many other things that you subscribe to. So what do you try to do? You try to dumb it down, you make it, and I say dumb it down, but you know what I'm saying, right? You make it more uh, family friendly, let's say, right? So now you get people in by making this season more family friendly, then you piggyback on that with another season that you're gonna put on Paramount Plus. This all makes sense to me now as to why we are wondering why are things so toned up, toned down this season? To me, I mm -hmm. think, and I don't know, but I think that makes sense. The other thing is that, um, like, let's not kid ourselves. I think MTV could make space in its busy schedule of ridiculousness to squeeze in some MTV, some, some other original content. That is true. Like, let's, like we can figure this let's, out. I, I, and there's time for us to figure this out. And of course, we want to mm -hmm. figure this out in terms of having the conversation with you guys as well, in terms of our listeners and our followers. If this is something you guys are into and you guys really want it to happen, we'll figure out a way to you know watch this season. What's not going to happen, though, and I'll say this before beforehand, is... I'm not really going to talk about that other season until this season is done, right? Like there's not going to be two yeah. podcasts, one recapping this and the other. That's not a thing that's going to happen. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of leave it there for now. And in the meantime, we'll take your comments and, and see what the people are saying. There is one more wrinkle that might not apply to, it won't apply to double agents. It might apply to the OG's season yeah. and if there's whatever follows up double agents and that is and it's not really common knowledge but you know this Sheldon mm -hmm. is that this July and August I'm going to be in Tokyo for the Olympics as long as the Olympics still happen I'm, I'm going to be going to cover them uh, for my day job and I am not going to have the time nor will I have cable <laughs> to, uh, to review and also you think our schedules were challenging before. 
right? A 14-hour time yeah. difference. So that also <laughs> will make a sincere Let's issue. be honest. That, oh, that's a realistic thing. So, yeah, we'll figure it out, as we always do. And somehow, some way, you guys are included in the conversation and, to be honest, in the decision as well. So we will take that into account. Does that mean that we will for sure do the season? No. But we do want to hear from you guys and, and let us know what you think. Because, you know, we have a, a, a great family that we've built here in terms of a challenge fam that uh, we appreciate. And we like taking in all the comments, obviously. So, of course, when something yeah. like this pops up, we want to hear from you and hear what you guys think. And, and like, we love and we are flattered that so many people want us to take on that show. And, like, this isn't the first time there have been people who have asked us in the past to review like to recap big brother yeah. to recap big brother canada well if you think about it to... if, you, if you think about it in the very beginning we weren't gonna do like the champs versus star season right? yeah like, that was the thing <laughs> and then we ended up loving it exactly. like, like then we got really into exactly. it so it's not off the table we just have some kinks to iron out in the wise words of kevin garnett anything is possible anything is possible <laughs> okay um is anything possible though for Nani, that is my question. <laughs> See, that was that no. was a D level segue by me. I, I'm gonna like, I'm just not on my game today. I, <laughs> terrible as, segue. By me. As you as you said it, I was like, I don't see how he's gonna pull this off. <laughs> I paused in the middle it's, too, right? I paused oh. in the middle. I was like, <gasps> I was caught in the air making the pass. You know, your coach tells you, your high school coach tells you, don't jump to make a pass. I definitely jumped, and I was like, oh no. Um, so yeah. It, and lacrosse, we call that a suey. You were going up for a suey, and it was no good. Oh, is that? Do you know what, that expression? No, but that makes so much sense because it's a suicide pass, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, when yeah, you yeah, throw, yeah, yeah. yeah. But on on Levitard show, they always say suey. Like they always say that. Ah, yeah. I wonder if that. Anyway, so a, a suey is a suicide like pass it. where you make yeah, yeah. your teammate extend too far, so they're yeah. like squared up for a hit. Um, so speaking of a suicide pass. Uh, Fessy goes in to speak to Anissa yeah. to sort of like clear the air yeah. and f like I I love Anissa Anissa has a great episode yeah. um, but and she's trying not to be bitter yeah but you can tell Anissa much like me watching this and I'm sure you and a lot of other people watching this are over Fessy's act like just get out of here right like yeah you you we know how this is how you wanted it to play out so don't pretend now that you actually want to see me succeed because if you wanted to see me succeed you would have been happier being my partner beforehand instead you were waiting for this to happen so don't pretend now i always say this fessy brings some things to the table both as like a competitor on the show and like for our viewing experience yeah. one of them is not his intelligence yeah. Because he can go and be like, oh, I'm sorry, this is the way it worked out. But my guy, they've got, what, like nine episodes of him talking yeah. shit in confessional? Like, no. you know, maybe he's trying to smooth it over in the house. But, it, like, that's not going to no, work. not at all. Uh, and by contrast, we've got Kyle then calls a team meeting with Anissa. And it goes over so well. Like, they're laughing. Oh, yeah. They're like, like... I don't want to make it sound like it was there's like sexual tension, but she's, you know, touching his arm. She's laughing super hard, saying in the confessional, like she even says like, hey, at least my new partner is way funnier than my old partner, yeah. 
No, it, it was but, funny, that combo. And Kyle Kyle has a gifted gab, right? And that's what makes it so interesting in that moment as well. Well, we can say, like, oh, Kyle's, like, running game and being smooth. But also, what's the difference between how Fessy approached it and Kyle approached it is Kyle, to some degree, like, owned his side of, like, how shit had gone sideways between him and Anissa. Right? He says, like, I'm sorry I called you dead weight. I'm sorry that I just brought up the dead weight comments. <laughs> Which, first of all, that's my line of the episode. I thought it was very funny. But also, like, he's he's saying, like, okay, here's my side of things. I was pissed about these things. But it, it's actually, like, a, a sincere, genuine thing. Yeah. I thought it was really cool, too, to see. And, you know, the reality is that's the situation they're in. So you got to roll with it and make the best of it. And that's what they were doing. And it's a great sign because there's different kinds of partners you can have in the house, right? You have the partners who you could get with someone and they're mad and angry and they're just terrible to be around. And these are two people where even if they aren't happy with the situation, they're good enough people that you could still have fun. You could still rock with, you could still, you know, be a team. You can see that they both have... Like, what they bring to the table for both of them is higher, like, um, like a higher EQ, like, better empathy, not just to each other, but in general. And they're both, like, socially quite smart. Like, you never hear anyone complain about Kyle or Anissa in the house. Like, they might not want to be partnered with them. They might not like their political game. But, like, no one's saying, like, ugh, I can't believe I have to, like, share a room with Kyle. Or, like, ugh, like, I can't, like, people love hanging out with Anissa and Kyle. And, like, you you know that they get along for real. Um, and also, Kyle makes the very fair point, both to Anissa and in Confessional, they have to win. They have to win this daily challenge. Because women want Anissa's gold skull and men want Kyle's gold skull. Like, they know that they are the weak totally. links. Or perceived as the weak And that's what was interesting about, you know, the early part of this episode, because you had, you know, okay, well, here's a new uh, pairing, new couple in terms of Kyle and Anissa, but that doesn't change the stakes for everyone else in the house. And it led to conversation with Darrell and Leroy, and then even Corey. And it's all about the same thing, them trying to figure out, okay, well, we all need to win because... You know, either Corey needs to win so he can put himself in, or Darrell or Leroy need to win so they can keep themselves out of going into the elimination. And the interesting part I thought was Corey trying to ask to be the house vote already, and both Darrell and Leroy were like, "Nah, nah, it's too early for that. Like, you can't can't make those plays now, right? Like, you you have to see who's going to win because it's going to change everything." I thought I was really interested by this scene so Darrell and Leroy are working out they're talking about game and then like Corey comes out makes that request you just mentioned and I know some of it was editing but there was a pregnant pause that Corey should not have felt comfortable with like it was it was not a fuck yeah from either Leroy or or Darrell one thing I like about this whole circumstance is that unlike last episode Mm -hmm everyone's invested again in the daily challenge, right? Like everyone has skin in the game. Everyone 
wants to win mm-hmm. because just the format of the show is finally coming through and making winning this competition yeah. a necessity. Totally. And it's refreshing. Totally. And, you know, you look at just the situation that everyone's in from that conversation, it goes to Leroy, who <laughs> Leroy at this point is like, I'm just not talking to anybody <laughs> until, <laughs> until this challenge takes place. I'm not talking to anybody because everyone's just trying to make plans. Everyone's trying to like see each other's cards and nothing good is going to come from any conversation that I have between now and then. I just thought that was funny, man. Leroy is already such a good and like lovable character. And I thought that, you know, this episode, you know, you just continue to see that. Like it it just continues to emphasize that, right? Like it was super funny. I'm glad you mentioned that Leroy is such like a relatable, like beloved guy on the character castmate on the show Mm -hmm. because first of all obviously we know this is his planned last season but also we're at a point where i basically like everyone in the house i don't love fessy Mm -hmm. i don't love amber no i know what you're saying though but aside from that like there's no one that i particularly like uh, you know i'm sort of neutral on casey but i don't dislike casey Mm -hmm. I mean, she's not annoying. She's just, she's quiet. But, you know, aside from that, like, I like Kyle. I like Darrell. I like Corey. Uh, I like Nani. Like, you name I Big T, CT. Like, just the whole gang. Yeah. Like, like they're just, like, fun, good people. Oh, sure. So, it's, it, it makes, oh, I like Anissa. So, it makes for interesting times. Yeah, and the interesting times continue in the sense of Anissa and... Corey talking and Corey tells Anissa that he wants to go in and he wants to go in against her partner, Kyle, which obviously is interesting scenario because Anissa and Kyle are partners. So that led to a funny kind of situation because obviously Anissa tells Kyle, Kyle is super salty. And, you know, he said, he's going to play dirty. If that's the case and they lose and he has to go in against Corey, he's going to play dirty. And I just thought that was super funny because it's like, Kyle, how are you surprised by that, right? Like you can't be surprised at it, but that's just Kyle. And I reference that because it's gonna come up again later on when you see how someone else handles it. And, you know, I mean, we'll get there, we'll talk about it, but let's let's get to the actual challenge, right? Cause I thought this challenge was super cool and it looked really cool. It looked really hard and, you know, mission undercover, I think that's what it was called. Uh, basically, yep, you're deep diving and, you know, water that runs into two tectonic plates. And I was watching the episode as I watched the episode, right? I knew exactly what was going to happen in terms of them trying to get the people to describe it. And I sat there and I thought, this is where they need John to pop up in the bottom corner of the screen to fully explain what this is. Because I know that I don't even have to say anything at all. That as soon as it comes up, John's going to be like, well, you see, and go. Should I do that and now? So action. So a tectonic plate is the Earth's crust is actually sort of a collection of floating, moving plates, really. And underneath, obviously, is the magma, like the hot core of the Earth. And whenever there's an earthquake, that is tectonic plates shifting. And they can rub against each other. Mountain ranges, ranges, excuse me, mountain ranges are created when one tectonic plate 
sort of uh, slides up over top of the other one mm -hmm. and sometimes gets wedged in. Uh, for we North Americans, the most famous one would be there's a tectonic plate and half of California is on it and half of it is not, which is why they have so many earthquakes. It affects our brothers and sisters out west in Canada and British Columbia. Over there, it shifts to the west. Um, but there's also, they can create giant crevices. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're swimming in a tectonic plate crevice. So there's sort of a gap between the two, obviously filled with water. Yeah. And it's very still and clear because it's not like a river. Like it's not like your standard body of Which water. Which made for a dope looking challenge. Like it was really, really cool. And it was so cinematic. Yeah. It was gorgeous. I want, I want to do that. Like that seems so See, cool. See, this was one of those challenges where I was like, I feel like I'd be terrified to do it. But I feel like I would have to just because it would be so cool and just for the experience. Like, that's the part that seemed really cool. And, you know, we're not going to break down every single person that went because the reality is most of the people didn't complete it, right, in, in reality. But the yeah. thing to me that was really cool was seeing, because you, you, you saw the real reactions that a lot of the people had to this because they were okay maybe with the swimming, but then they got kind of nervous. And because they got nervous, they lost track of their air. Right. And, mm -hmm. and that was a real thing that me as a viewer watching it and thinking, oh, I might struggle with this. It was relatable because I was like, oh, I could see that happening to me. So I wonder what that would be like. And no, sorry, go on. Breathing. I was going to say breathing through a rebreather is on the one hand, it's easy because you honestly, you just yeah. breathe. You breathe through your mouth, but you just breathe. Mm -hmm. But it's weird because you sort of have to make a conscious effort to breathe. Mm -hmm. And well, I thought when you, sorry, I was gonna say when you combine that with like the cold and that they have a task to complete and they have to like, as soon as they go underwater, get their bearings. And like, sometimes it is hard to dive like deep into water and to like kick your way down to pull yourself yeah. down. One of the reasons why, the teams that did well at this did well was they had the presence of mind to use the guide ropes. Yes. There's a couple teams that tried to swim the whole way and they struggled. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And you mentioned the, the breathing aspect. I thought Leroy did the best job of kind of explaining that whole thing. And I was so proud of Leroy watching this because we, I know I feel like I've mentioned this, I'm a broken record every week, but there's long time viewers of this show, the challenge, right? And for those longtime viewers, you know that Leroy, most famously, couldn't swim for the longest time, would struggle. And like that would be his demise every single season. As soon as swimming would come up, he would struggle. And he's been on the show for long enough. And part of what we've seen is his improved swimming. But even if you can swim, this challenge still might be difficult or still might be scary for some people because this is a completely different kind of swimming skill. And to see Leroy be the one to say, you know what, just take a deep breath. He's like, I had to, you know, check myself and take a deep breath and just breathe. And then, because I, I was getting nervous, I was like, oh no, how's Leroy going to do? And my guy did amazing, right? Of course, him and Casey were one of the groups to actually finish because there's only three, right? It was Casey and Leroy, um, CT and Cam. 
and Cam killed it as well too. Cam was saying that she was really nervous, but she just kept going. And then of mm -hmm. course Kyle and Anissa. But yep. everyone else, you know, some one person on each team, one of the people on the teams that didn't make it basically got disqualified. And I mean, so for me, I didn't know how Leroy would do, but he did so well that I was like, that's awesome. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was actually quite close. And then it turned out that TJ said that actually Kyle and Anissa blew the other teams out of the yeah. water, which like I had, I had the sense that they had won, okay. but apparently it wasn't close. I did want to point out one dynamic that was interesting. Uh, okay. Cause I have one too. All right. I was just, I was struck by the power dynamic between Cam and CT and they both sort of addressed it in their confessionals that like they're both used to they both have big personalities they're both used to being sort of the mm -hmm. leaders in their partnerships yep. and like if you think about say kyle when kyle and cam were partners yeah. kyle for sure would take the back mm -hmm. seat and like ct with big t big t would for sure take the big the back seat big back seat <laughs> what I, the big back seat uh what struck me though was both Cam and CT are are good at puzzles, but what part of the conflict was was that CT was trying to break the puzzle. CT was trying to skip steps. He just looked at the letters and was like, "I'm just there's obviously six letters. I'm just going to see what we have and figure it out from there." Whereas Cam was trying to go through the process. Yeah. And they were getting in their way because CT has spent so much time around Wes and Johnny exactly. Bananas. His approach is always like, how can I break the exactly. game? Totally. Because totally. that's what those two do it, to much success. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're bad. And, and to a lesser extent, to a lesser extent, Jordan and Ashley, like we're talking like the elite all time, yeah. like top 10 players. They also tend to break games. So CT was in that mindset. Cam was trying to... This makes Cam sound lame. She's not lame at all, but she was trying to follow the process. No, totally. And that's that was the heart of their conflict. Totally agree with you, man. And you know, the other interesting part that I found funny was the dynamic the other way on Fessy and Nani. And Fessy actually like kicking Nani in the head and just like racing ahead and she lost her bearings and got disqualified summed it up perfectly and i mean not really surprising either but let's keep things moving though because as you mentioned uh, anisa and kyle win much to the surprise of everyone including i think them right because again a great job by the producers and a great job by the editors because the way that they were able to put that together i thought was really cool to you know have the suspense of who won and tj's script in terms of you know Two teams did really, really well, but they were surpassed by another. Like, just that's just great TV, reality TV, reality TVing. I just made that up, but you know what I'm saying, right? I, I thought that was really. I cool. do. I think this was the best case scenario from a television perspective, because mm -hmm. by definition, those two winning meant that a team that had gold skulls. And was part of like sort of the network of alliances was going in no matter exactly. what. And to use a Dungeons and Dragons phrase, which I know you're a big Dungeon Master guy. Sure. Kyle is a chaotic neutral. Like Kyle 
loves to stir shit up. And even, I think it was Fessy even says, I don't like it when Kyle's in power because I don't know what he's going to do. Exactly. And Kyle, of anyone left in the house, Kyle is most inclined just to stir shit up for the sake of stirring shit up. We spoke about this earlier in the season, how he and Devin's strategy was to like just wreck havoc and like hope to come out the other side. Mm -hmm. Now he's in a position to do just that. Exactly. Yeah. So that was a part that I found super interesting as well. You know, just just seeing how that was going to break down because it was too obvious that if they didn't win, it was going to be Kyle and Anissa going in. So it was it was key for them to win, and it just led to the decision making that would have to go on afterwards, which was basically Kyle and Leroy brokering a deal, essentially, right? And that mm-hmm. meant that Leroy had to vote in uh, Darrell, and. You know, I mentioned this earlier. I touched on this earlier in terms of the way that Kyle was acting when he found out Corey wanted to go against him, right? And once Darrell, because I think the way that Leroy handled this was correct in terms of going to Darrell and telling him, hey, this is kind of what's presented in front of me and I have no other options and this is kind of what I have to do. And he gives Darrell the heads up and Darrell's not really happy about it. But he still handled it, I think, in a very Darrell way. Like, you could tell that he was mad. He talked a little bit of shit, like, oh, well, I'm going to come back anyways. But he wasn't, like, mad at Leroy. He wasn't, he didn't, like, go to Kyle and get mad about it. Like, he just was like, whatever. Okay, cool. That's what y'all want to do. That's what y'all want to do. And I thought that was interesting. But Darrell's also an OG that's super confident in himself. So it was, it was interesting yeah. how that all played out. That's what I'm saying. That's not, I'm not sure how old Darrell is at this point, but like he's got to be in his late 30s or early 40s. Like I picture him as older than you and yeah. I, and I turn 38 in a month. So, well, Darrell, but like, could Darrell conceivably be on that OG season? He is on oh, it. He is. Oh, I would assume he yeah, is. He, he and Anissa are on it. So, there, no rest um, for them. Okay. No. Um, so. And to me, that's, like, the difference between, like, a 40-year-old and, like, a 27-year-old. Mm-hmm. Where a 40-year-old is just like, man, I'm just, like, the only solution to this is I gotta win. Yeah. And then, like, and Darrell even says uh, in conversation with Amber, like, I would do the same thing. Like, yeah. I'm not happy about this, but I'd do the same yeah, thing. So, it. like, Of course he gets it, right? <laughs> of course he gets it. So it goes. He's been on enough seasons to have every kind of scenario play out for him. And so he's probably mm-hmm. had to make that decision before, right? So he totally gets it. Um, I mean, this kind of led to a, an easy deliberation because the house vote basically was going to be for Darrell. Like, that's just what it came down to. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was the only way that the house could control Kyle, quote unquote, in a sense. And it was a smart strategy. It was a good job for them yep. to figure that part of it out that you don't just put Corey in. Because if you just put Corey in, you leave the door wide open for Kyle to do anything. So mm-hmm. that was that was a smart play by the rest of the house. And that's the strategy stuff that we love about this show, right? Like when they're breaking down that side of things to see how all the chess pieces are moved. That's what makes this game interesting, but made for a boring deliberation. <laughs> it did make for a boring deliberation. 
The other thing is, if, like, they have to vote in Corey, and, uh, excuse me, they, they are in a tough spot, mm-hmm. because, again, I guess they're really banking on Anissa, but Kyle's entirely capable of being like, screw it, we're putting in Fessy and Nani, or whoever, right? Like, yeah. And just like, I'm going to play off people against each other. And this is a great position for Anissa and Kyle that they could get rid of someone who would be tougher competition yeah. than what they want in the, uh, in the final. Totally. totally agree. And, you know, you end up in this matchup where it is Corey versus Darrell. And we've seen this elimination already before, just modified a little differently. And the one thing that I think they didn't explain properly was how the resistance worked, right? Because I was expecting Mm -hmm. this to be, you know, like you're just on a separate court, meaning that when you just go around, it's you just having to basically pull yourself closest to the thing. What I didn't realize was that because it was set up based on speed, and you had to run around the cones, essentially, if you were the first one around by a lot, there is no real resistance. Mm-hmm. And Which is what happened to Corey. Exactly. And I, I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't anticipate that was going to be the outcome. But he won two in a row very easily over Darrell. And if I had known it was just like a speed competition, right, you probably would have said, mm-hmm. yeah, Corey has a chance. Like, I wonder if that would have changed, you know, who you would put in to that elimination. Right. So that's an interesting part as well, where you didn't want to give Kyle that option to mess around. What occurred to me is that there were so many people still in the house Mm -hmm. or who had been on the season that were better suited. Like, you know, who would have absolutely crushed this, like done better than Corey Nelson. That's true. It's very true. Like, and Jordan, not that Jordan was on the season, but those two are probably the fastest like regular cast members these days the other people who would do well is i bet fessy is pretty fast like you can't be running nfl combines (laughs) and not have some speed and also if you're not that fast fessy would excel at the resistance side of things no totally agree ct would also do well totally agree totally agree um, well, Corey did do well, <laughs> and to yeah, the victor, he, he killed the it. victor in this situation, uh, Corey gets to pick his partner, and he very quickly chooses Cam. Uh, it's an interesting thing that everyone is just sold on Cam being the de facto best partner, or maybe he did that as well because he didn't want to take Casey from Leroy because he wanted to, you know, be cool with Leroy still. Like that could be a thing. Yeah. Um, but either way, he picks Cam, CT then picks Big T, and I think that was a nice touch, but what, what did you make of, of CT picking Big T? I don't think she was thrilled to be back with him again. I think she's still hurt by what he said. Um, we never really, after their sort of his attempt at an apology and the ensuing blow up between them. They didn't really, from what we've seen, it doesn't seem like they've buried the hatchet. Yeah, and I mean, and, I think we'll get some of that maybe next week, I think. But no, you're, you're totally yeah. right. Yeah. One thing I did like about CT 
was that he didn't say, I'm going to go back with Big T. He asked her permission. Yes. That was interesting. Which is, which is like a subtle thing, but it's nice that he asked her. And she said yes. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That's uh, a good way to go about and, it, for sure. Totally agree. And, and he had said in confessionals from both of the last two daily challenges that he actually thinks he would have done better with Big T in both. And I agree. Like, I don't think, I honestly think, I know Cam is all salty that he didn't choose her. I don't think Cam and CT would have had the success that they've had this Mm -hmm. season if they were partnered throughout. I think their personalities are too strong. I don't think their skill sets complement each other well. I don't think their temperaments complement each Mm -hmm. other well. Like, there was something to really be said about Big T handling the politics because she she's a much calmer nicer person than ct totally agree with you and i'll say this much man this is what makes the challenge the greatest show because i say this all the time but you think that the show is about one thing and it's all about having like the biggest fastest strongest partner but how you work with that partner is so much more important than like the physical attributes of said person that you could be paired with Right. And it adds like such another dynamic to it and such another layer that you can't, it's tough to quantify, but when it doesn't work, you see exactly why it doesn't work. And this was a perfect example of that. Totally agree. On paper, Cam and CT should just work and be like a dominant couple. And maybe over time, maybe that could be the case, but in the short term, we haven't seen that. Well, and we saw another example of that. Kyle and Anissa Mm -hmm. had a great episode on paper, not the powerhouse team that CT and Cam are, but they, they have good chemistry. They like each other. They respect each other. They could speak to each other in a calm, rational fashion. They're supportive of each other. There you go. Um, There's one other thing that uh, I want to point out before we move on to our lines of the episode and MVPs. And that is Amber B is now the rogue agent, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because it's clear that the final uh, like sort of regular season episode of the season is going to be a women's elimination. And in my mind, she would be the ideal candidate to go up against, but you can't call down a rogue agent. Mm which puts, in my mind, Nani on the hot seat. What do you think? Totally agree, but it's going to be interesting because the numbers and how the numbers play out, it's Nani, Cam, Casey, or, well, not even Amber B, or Big T, right? So you assume, Or Anissa. Or Anissa. So you assume Big T is going to be sent in, and... Are they going to try to gang up on Anissa? That's going to be the assumption, right? Because Anissa doesn't have the numbers. And so they're going to have to basically win again, no? Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I think so. What was your line of the episode? Uh, mine was at the very end, actually, with Kyle when he's talking about Darrell. And he said, I'm happy to see the back of him. I'm happy to see the shine of his head go. Just because Kyle's talking about running the final against Darrell would have been really tough because Darrell, any final he's been in, he's won. So Kyle wasn't too upset in terms of seeing Darrell go. I thought that was pretty funny. I already said it, but Kyle had my lines of the episode. 
uh, all in that interaction he had with Anissa where he called the little team meeting and he's like, <laughs> he goes, I talked so much trash about yeah. you. And then I'm sorry I called you dead weight. Yeah. And I'm sorry I brought up the dead weight again. Yeah. Like that, that had me laughing out loud. That was great. Who was your MVP of the episode? Who killed it for you? Uh, to me, this is easy. It's Anissa. And the reason why it's Anissa is because of the viewpoint of her coming in, meaning everyone thought of her as, well, as you just said, dead weight. And, you know, she's a terrible partner, a terrible person to be with. And, you know, the, the perception of her was at a very low point of the season. I'm sure her self-confidence was at a low point of the season, despite of how well uh, she was putting up with it, right? And then you get to this challenge, which arguably could be one of the hardest challenges of the season. And not only does she do well, but she dominates, like her and Kyle dominate that challenge. And it's not like, you know, as Fessy would put it, he carried Anissa, like that wasn't the case at all. Uh, they both did the swimming, obviously. They both came up at around the same time. Like I think she was a little bit after him, but in terms of the puzzle, as you just mentioned, what's more important, how you work with that partner and they were able to figure things out. And Kyle, you know, they had the good back and forth where they each kind of took a stab at it. And then finally Kyle was like, oh, this is it. But that's all teamwork, right? And part of being a good partner is letting your other person cook while you, right? Cause I think they kind of split it. Like she kind of figured out like what the code was and then Kyle figured out what the word was, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. And so- No, you got that. That to me is just teamwork at its finest. And because of where Anissa was, um, perspective wise and then where she came out in a must win situation got to give her credit now can she do it again next week we'll see uh just to be slightly difficult i'm gonna say that kyle was the mvp mm -hmm. i agree with everything you said about anisa but for me kyle gets the edge just because he had better lines Good. he was funnier because he, he did basically everything that anisa did he was also in a must-win situation. Uh, he completed a puzzle for maybe the first time in his challenge career. And, I mean, they both had a great episode, and it made me realize how much I want to see both of them in the final and succeed. And I already alluded to this, but I basically like everyone that's left in the house. Fessy and uh, and Amber B are at the bottom of the list, but like I don't hate them. They're not like I don't know the Joshes of this world that I can't stand. Like they're sort of below average. No, I agree. With you. I agree with that. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, Instagram and YouTube Sheldon Alexander, and of course our new Twitch channel which we got up on Blast Podcast. Um, yeah, and wherever you get this podcast as well, you know, like and subscribe, Apple Podcasts, and, you know, keep following the movement that is a You Killed It pod. And again, send in your comments. What do you guys think we should do for the upcoming season? Uh, yeah, I'll, we see all the feedback. We see it all. We read it all. So looking forward to hearing from you. And where can the people hear from you, man? They can get at me at Jay Chidley Hill on Twitter and Instagram. I also want to say, we got a whole bunch of comments about bed mass versus ped mass versus <laughs> bod mass, I think was the third yeah. one. Uh, 
And I'm sorry that we did not get to talk about them. We were sort of on a tight recording window today. I will talk for next week. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll save all my spicy hot math takes that go back 20 years. I mean, where else for next where else week? can you go? Where where else can you go for bed mass versus ped mass and also info on tectonic plates? I mean, we got you covered. It's we got you covered. It's it's scary that you're having me dip into science because I am I'm not a scientist. You got me for it, man. I see what you do. <laughs> Until next week, this was you killed it. Yeah, I can't yell again, but you guys. Know. You oh, know. I'll do it. I'll do it. Hold on, I got it. You killed it. Not bad. Not bad. I'm not as good not as bad. you, but you not know, bad. I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs>